You can feel it all over. Hey, Brandon. Hey, 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 it's the Kennard, <laughs> the father. How are you, What's man? What's going on? What are How's we it? doing? Um, well, I mean, we're about we to doing do the, the damn thing. Yeah, we're about to yeah. do the podcast, man. Hey, uh, all right. Uh, well, listen, man, I, I don't know how else to say this, so I'm just going to come right out and say it. So, um, listen, last night was the, was the WWE draft and like you, you weren't around and like, I just needed someone. So, uh, Cal from Apron Bump was there. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. You, you needed someone? Cal, is there what are you talking about? Like, things just happened. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean things just happened? Like, look, I mean, what was on his podcast, we, like, had some chemistry, and, like, he was my co-host. He was your co-host? Are you serious? Yeah, I don't... You've got to be kidding me. I've given you the best episodes of my life, and this is what you do to repay me. Look, Sickening. I, it, look, Brandon, it's, it's not you. It, it's, it's me. It's not... What? Don't give me that. You're inside me, Kenny. You're inside me. Now, how, how does he stream? I don't think that's true, but okay. Uh, how does what, he stream? What do you mean, how does he stream? You know what I mean. How does he stream? All right, he, he streams like you, only sweeter. Ah, oh, God damn it. Wait. Brandon. Brandon. Come back. I can change. Brandon. <laughs> Kenny, it's Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was a big accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me. Brandon, <laughs> what the hell was that? I can't believe it. Unbelievable. <laughs> this guy's out here just offering himself the services up to anybody who will take mean? it. I literally, look, Brandon, you've gone on record as saying you don't ever want to do live streams. And, and so when I reach out to someone else to do a live stream on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts, if you're watching this video, give a five-star uh, five rating. You hear me? That's the audio version of this podcast. Give me a thumbs yeah. up and leave a comment. Leave a nice little comment. Uh, but geez, Brandon. So you know, let me get this straight. And I use that term loosely. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't want to do live streams, but you're mad if another guy does it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's okay. To be a little jelly. Alright. I mean, I can't... I mean, who does this? Who does a live stream behind the backs of the co-host? Unbelievable. Can't believe it. Brandon, it's in your contract that you only show up for the... <laughs> you only show up for uh, the main episodes. You're, you got that Brock Lesnar contract, Brandon. <laughs> That's right. I'm trying to make some Brock Lesnar money. We need Let's to make money in. off this thing, Okay. <laughs> you know, if it'd be nice if we had like a sponsor or something. But wait, I, what? Yes. <laughs> Support for a Kenny for your thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the Use best the in men's people. below the waist Use grooming. It. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Hmm. <laughs> Only we had a sponsor. 
<laughs> shocking betrayal. That's right, uh, Scorpio. We mean Scorpio's shocking got it betrayal. Right. Just because He's got it I, right, man. I've told you that after episode 100, you're out of this podcast. You're gone. You see? You're going to be split you're up the faster, wrong, split up faster the than wrong. the New Day got split up last night. But we'll talk about that. Because I think that's the last <laughs> thing we'll talk about is that New Day split and why wrestling Twitter being wrestling Twitter, they're they going to they gonna do what they're going to do. And we got to talk about that. Okay? <laughs> Yeah, well, Brandon, stop reading that. the damn comments. We all know you can't read in the first place. <laughs> You're trying to read the comments. Brandon, Brandon, you see Brandon doing the whole, like, one plus one is two kind of <laughs> dynamic in his head. And he thinks that we're, we, we're not going to wait two hours for you to process one sentence. Look, the people are saying the truth over here, right? Look at that. Oh, look at this. This guy, he's getting manscaped. I love it. I love it. We mean this you know, guy. Got- this is the, the guy, the, the host behind the host. <laughs> the host behind the host. As I've affectionately right. termed him. Justice for Brandon. What's going yes, on here? What is going right. on? That is right. Justice Look, for Brandon. It was Brandon. just a little harmless fun. We had a little yeah. live stream. I maybe had a little bit wow. too many tequilas and, you know, Terramanas. Come on, The Rock sponsor. Sponsor us, oh. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. God, and if the, this podcast can get any worse, Chris Hamrick, for some odd reasons, on Instagram. <laughs> Chris Hamrick, Hamrick agrees. I'm going to have to have Chris Hamrick back on this podcast one day because that, that's actually like our first interview, but one of my favorites because, yeah, I hate to say it, but that guy's pretty awesome. Yes. And uh, right away, you know, treated us like friends. Probably the only friends he has, but it's okay. <laughs> Hashtag Team Brandon. That's right. You know, and speaking of justice for Brandon, how about justice for Marty Janetti? All right. Hashtag justice for Marty Janetti. This guy... It's getting picked on. Nobody gives a crap. Nobody cares. Unbelievable. Well, well it's not the first time somebody's bullied Marty Gennetti. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's the guy's family that, that he took out back and, and finished him? <laughs> no, I don't. Marty Gen- okay, so for full he context, Marty Gennetti supposedly was beaten up, I guess, in New York. Worse than, uh, what's his face? Oh my god, what's his face than uh, from uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Just randomly got attacked too. Rick. What? Rick, uh, Rick Ski, Ricky Bobby, <laughs> anyway, he got, yeah, he, he got attacked, uh, uh, New York unprovoked. Marty Jannetty got yeah. pr- attacked in New York, but I'm willing to say it's not unprovoked. But anyway, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, maybe it was I... the guy, maybe it was the guy's family coming for revenge. Let me review <laughs> my notes here. Yes. <laughs> All right. I, I think he was attacked because of the, uh, the color of his skin. I think he, he wanted us to know that. This what? is some injustice going on. Brandon, for the yes. love of God, for the love of Come God, on. be serious for once. Come justice on, look, does, this look like, does this look like a podcast where we can be silly with all the rainbows and the unicorns and everything that we have here? Serious talk right now. Okay, you're already out there cheating on me. People want justice. All over the world, we want justice. Right? <sighs> Okay, Brandon. All right. I won't let you bully Brandon anymore. So Diego here. All right. <laughs> Diego has been your number one. You thought you thought Fernando was your number one fan. Diego all week has been just, just coming to your defense for no reason. No for reason. For no reason. Come on. I, I can't believe you're saying that with a straight race face right now. This is a straight race. You hear this guy? Yeah. You got, you got a race on the I mind. I got on the mind. You know why I got on the mind? Because, because of Marty Janetti getting attacked? Gennetti. That's right. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say what this is what Mason says. I'm not allowed to say what Kenny makes fun of me for because he doesn't like the live chat knowing about it out of context. 
Go ahead and say it, Mason. You know, you know, I'll, I'll have a good comeback for it. <laughs> so, uh, Instagram right now, if you're on Instagram, please jump on youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts and watch us live on YouTube. Uh, but Instagram is asking, uh, what did you think of the WWE draft last night? So we'll talk about mm -hmm. that a little bit. Uh, but as a general rule, um, I, I was okay with the draft, but, uh, it was actually less exciting than I thought it would be. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. like the format, man. I don't like the format of like everybody's a free agent so they re-sign them because it makes it just makes it feel stupid when it's like umberto to carrillo to raw it was like well he was already on raw so why are we you know i don't know i, I, don't, I don't know, know maybe man. it's just me i i, I feel like raw got the shaft Raw's had the raw's been uh, raw okay so what a lot of people don't realize and this happened last year when wwe went to fox smackdown is the a show now i don't think a lot of people realize this Raw is no longer the A show. Uh, basically, Fox put out a lot of money for WWE to come uh, to their network, and they want it to make sense. Hence why, at first, they had Brock Lesnar. Um, they had all these people. It's basically just, you know, they got to make it make sense. So I, it's no coincidence that, you know, Raw ended up with what people feel like is the weaker roster. The up-and-comers, because it was kind of like what SmackDown had in 2016. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, AJ Styles went SmackDown. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was on SmackDown. Now he's on Raw. That that was a good pickup for Raw. But I, I think feel we all like saw that they, coming. Yeah. I feel like SmackDown took all the big storylines that they had going on. Like, they're all on the on the one show. I mean, what? I mean, I guess because Because Seth Rollins, like, early off, right away, Seth Rollins was, uh... Well, I, I like how they did it. I like how they did, uh, like... They made Raw seem smart, where they drafted the Raw like the champions first. So Drew McIntyre mm -hmm. and and Oscar got drafted uh, by Raw pretty quickly. Um, and then SmackDown like took Roman Reigns. Um, but then SmackDown also looking like the like, hey, we're willing to take risks instead of taking their women's champion. Uh, they went with Seth Rollins. So they basically were like, all right, we're gonna take somebody new. Uh, I'm not a fan of Seth Rollins going to SmackDown for one reason. Mm -hmm. The Monday Night Messiah. That nickname is gone. <laughs> what, what, what are you going to call him now? Smackdown Savior? Smackdown Savior. The Friday Night for, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm cool with it. What, what I'm concerned about is I'm hope, uh, it's what, what's going to end up happening with uh, Billy Murphy and Buddy Murphy. Aaliyah. Yeah. First of all, Buddy what... Murphy, if you you see, uh, they did continue everything on Talking Smack. Mm. Uh, Buddy Murphy did get drafted to SmackDown. Oh, so fantastic. he is now on SmackDown as well. And uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic were drafted as a tag team, which I thought was pretty ingenious to do it like that. Um, and have them as a tag team coming to SmackDown. So, like, kind of to your point, you know, they are bringing the bigger storylines. Uh, the bigger storyline on Monday Night Raw to yeah. Friday Night SmackDown. But, you know, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, and I'm like, okay, but that opens up more more storylines for Monday Night Raw. You know, we can have something. <laughs> Slapjack and slap nuts. Well, yeah, I mean, the, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, Retribution. Let's talk. So let's talk about <laughs> Retribution, because a lot of people um, were shitting on Retribution right away, and they're like, the storyline sucks. This is not going to go anywhere. And then WWE showing that they can change the course of a storyline mm -hmm. in just one night by doing something big. And that's why I'm like, I don't think every, everybody should react so quick 
You know what I mean? Everyone's so willing to just act, just, just comment on something without knowing the full scope of what they have to offer. So, well, Retribution sucks. Retribution is this. In one night, Ali came out, turned heel, and is the leader of Retribution, and has reinvigorated the storyline. Because now the mm. dynamic is, you know, we, we know he was rumored to be the hacker. You know, was he hacking things to put in, you know... Um, retribution in there and what was going on was he killing the business on the inside and what's going on there right so i i'm intrigued and ali is such a good baby face that i'm like okay i've never seen him as a heel so now we have a storyline that's going to be really compelling for monday night raw you know what i mean so right um i'm well, excited to see it i don't know i don't right. know i don't know about you does this change the dynamic then for uh, I guess Survivor Series because I guess does, do, they'll keep the group together. I'm assuming then, now that Ali is okay. a part of it, right? Will this lead to Ali, you know, getting his title shot like he was supposed to get, like Kofi got, you know, instead, sort of thing? Okay, see again, see, I didn't even think of that. You're right. Let's let's circle back, Brandon. Brandon's bringing up a really good point, which is Ali was actually slotted for the Kofi Kingston spot in that gauntlet match in February 2019. He was supposed to have that breakout performance and show everybody that he could go through the gamut of big superstars. Ali came down with an injury, so Kofi got slotted into that, and hence we got Kofi Mania. Now, also full disclosure there, Kofi wasn't supposed to go on, or at least Ali, I should say, wasn't supposed to go on to WrestleMania. It was Mm. supposed to be, I think they said, Kevin Owens going into that WrestleMania spot. But... In this case, once Kofi built momentum, they called the audible. Specifically, I think Daniel Bryan said like he wanted to work with him. And then now you have a situation where, okay. By the way, the sun's like going down over here, so now my green screen's going all crazy. <laughs> you see this crap? What's going on here? It's because you cheated on me, Kitty. That's why. Why why would why would me cheating on you if that was true? Why would that fix or affect my lighting? Because you're Ali was the yes. light, and the dark, <laughs> the light went out in Ali. Yeah. So, there, Brandon, I saved it for you. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix it. But, um, oh, oh, but Uh-oh. anyway, <laughs> um, no. As I was saying, um, you bring up a good point. You know, Ali, um, what if he does challenge for the title? What if he's the next guy in line? Um, I think that would be really damn cool. The sun knows you created Kenny. What the hell? <laughs> what? Brandon is God confirmed. Oh my God. Yes. Blasphemy. This podcast yes. is going to get no views because it is it. the most blasphemous podcast this in wrestling history. In the interwebs, all right? In wrestling internet history. Yeah. Right here. Wow. I can't even hear your thoughts. Anyway. Just speak of the truth. Truth to power. Anyway, we were saying, Brandon. Yes. You know, there was a time period where Brandon couldn't go out before the sun went down on saturday <laughs> so i used to try to like <laughs> i used to try, I try to hang out with brandon on saturdays he'd be like uh man, uh yeah kit uh kit i'm like why and i'm like trying to get him explained he's like uh it's my parents you know and he, he explains that it's a something as a part of their religion and things like that the cult man but i'm convinced that what it was was that brandon was like you know like only allowed to go to school then they fed him a bucket of fish heads up until Saturday night, and then they allowed him to come out at night because they figured, like, they're like, you know, it's nighttime, you know, you won't embarrass us, you know, right. that sort of thing. <laughs> it was a cold, man. It was rough. We had to, to work that schedule out, man. I, was, I missed out on a lot of things. You did. Of I used to literally, like, 
count it down. Like I you literally used to be like, oh, six, you just about six thirty. The sun's gonna go down. Like I pick up Brandon then, and we could go hang out somewhere. <laughs> like yeah, truth, truth. Like I used to time it so that I have to like pick him up. This is hey, why it hurts story. so much when you cheat on me. <laughs> it's other podcasters, you know. It Brandon, hurts. look, it's, if you were more committed, years. if you were more committed to this podcast, then maybe you won't have to seek, you know, seek co-hosts elsewhere. Look, it's a, it's a contract, all right. See, you have a contract. I have a a, a binding of love. Do you see the difference? <laughs> okay. Do you see, mine's a passion project, and you're bound by dollars and cents. Show me the money. That's By the way, finally, say. thank God Fernando is here because Fernando's always on my side. So, you know, <laughs> as as we know, we we had too many Brandon's Bays in here. We need more Kenny <laughs> Kenny's K cups in here. Okay, I almost don't want to say Kenny's K cups because if you shorten that, that's like bad. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe we should maybe should we rework that brother brother and definitely uh, not do a Hulk Hogan impression while we're talking about it, brother brother. <laughs> oh man. Man, but let's talk. Um, so speaking of the WWE draft, uh, we'll get into mm-hmm. some AEW too. So guys, we will talk some AEW right. and some WWE. Uh, but one thing before the draft even happened, I noticed a lot of people were bitching about the women's division um, <laughs> on SmackDown. And a lot of people, I feel like wrestling Twitter, I don't know, maybe if I was in more of a negative mood, but I was noticing that there was a lot more negativity on wrestling Twitter, and a lot of people were like, well, WWE doesn't care about SmackDown's women's division, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, guys, I, I wish there was something coming up that's going to fix that problem. <laughs> and the same thing, they were like people complaining about Monday Night Raw. They were like, Monday Monday Night Raw is the worst show. It's, you know, they, they don't know how to book it. It's obvious Vince doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And, like, Jesus Christ. By the way, I'm going to say this on Instagram. Why all the attention on, on Brandon? Let's hear you talk about professional wrestling. If you want to talk about professional wrestling, you can go to every other podcast that exists. But the reason you tune into us is so that we entertain you. And if you don't like that, get the fuck off of our Instagram. So anyway, back on <laughs> to what I was saying. All Sorry, right. Instagram. The WWE draft. Where, what, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. People complaining about Monday Night Raw, just like people complaining about things without understanding the whole scope of things. But people complaining about Raw and saying that, oh, well, this show sucks. This is this. I'm like, literally, that's the point of the draft. Literally, the point of the draft is to shuffle the rosters so that people. Right. And see, see the, the chat saying we tune in for Brandon. It's true. People tune in for <laughs> yeah. our dynamic, baby. So not, uh, not on Instagram, though. They want, <laughs> they want pro wrestling. <laughs> Sorry. I actually, I'll actually make a point about that because it's, it's funny. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, yeah, people, people like to complain and like not see what's coming up. You know what I mean? So I think it was apropos. <laughs> people like to complain without seeing what's going forward. Okay. Now, my thing is, like, come on now. Literally, right away, we have Seth Rollins, who for the first time is going to Friday Night SmackDown. He's never been on SmackDown. This whole time they've been drafted, or in a draft uh, state, I should say, split shows. I don't know how you want to say it. But literally, it's the first time he's going. The women's division is looking pretty good on Friday Night SmackDown, as far as I'm concerned. We got Bianca Belair coming into play now. You know what I mean? They so kept the big storyline with Sasha and they uh, kept the big storyline yeah. with Sasha and, uh, and Bailey. Bailey, yeah. So wh- wh- you're literally bitching about something before it was fixed. 
It's like, I don't know. I don't know. People, people like to hear themselves talk or something. Like they like to, they like to speak before. And Brandon was a perfect example of this. Brandon was a damn perfect example of this because we had literally Keith Lee. Who, who, who was it? Keith Lee and who else? Uh, oh, Braun. Yeah, well, so Braun Strowman and, and Keith Lee. Yeah. And Brandon, was, so he gets put through the barricade. And Keith Lee, and Brandon goes, they're buried Keith Lee, man. Like, what the hell? They're putting, they're having Braun Strowman put him through the barricade. And I, I literally look at Brandon, guy. I'm like, watch. Just keep watching. I that guy. I'm like, just keep watching. And then sure enough, <laughs> it, the segment ends with, like, Keith Lee whooping Braun Strowman's ass. I'm like, You're you have to make both characters strong. It can't just be a squash. They're gonna have Keith Lee come back. And sure enough, they did. Keith Lee took out Braun Strowman. Do you know how huge that is in terms of WWE storyline? Braun Strowman is the cash cow in terms of WWE. He's the golden boy. And they had Keith Lee took him out. But no, no, no. Keith Lee is buried as far as people are concerned. <laughs> One spot where a, he gets taken out by a barricade is not buried. Buried is six months of television, being on television, being on WWE main event, ironically enough, being a WWE main event, <laughs> And not being able to get any sort of traction. So don't tell me Keith Lee is buried. People like to speak before they know what's up. <laughs> I thought it was over for Keith, man. <laughs> like literally, holy shit, like, man. Oh, I'm man. so happy Twitter didn't exist when, when I was growing up. People would have been like, they got Owen Hart. Uh, Owen, uh, Owen Hart's getting buried by Bret Hart. <laughs> like ruin the storyline for me. And Fernando right. talks about EC3. Yes, EC3 was absolutely buried in <laughs> WWE. So there is the proper use of buried. Brandon is buried by Kenny on this podcast. There is the proper use of buried. Okay. EC treatment. Oh, that was creative as hell, Fernando. EC treatment. Okay. That's exactly it. That's the hashtag EC treatment. That is, that is what we're going to say for buried now. Okay. Uh, I can't believe they did that to him. But Brandon, also speaking of, of Bre Brandon being buried on this podcast, uh -huh. Brandon makes me wait to watch Monday Night Raw, <laughs> right? Literally comes, enters my house at 1033, let's say. Start, we start watching Monday Night Raw, 1035, Brandon was asleep. <laughs> Took him two minutes and his favorite guy, Randy Orton, was on the screen. Doing his monotone Randy Orton promo. Oh, man. You know, and then Brandon's asleep over there. And Brandon never woke up. Brandon didn't see Monday Night Raw. He woke up to see Keith Lee go through a barricade <laughs> and then said he was buried. And then he went back to sleep. If, if there's any metaphor for what wrestling fans are, it's Brandon Brown over here. Brandon Brown over here. Holy crap. It was the ridiculous ridiculous to watch by the way i appreciate you know it the same person yeah. who was saying finally no more talk about brandon saying you are entertaining so i appreciate that oh, thanks, man. No, you just you need to make to me cut a promo just make me cut a promo no we gotta we gotta, we gotta and if you find us entertaining hit a thumbs up yeah you got the graphic no maybe not oh. don't worry about it <laughs> i forgot we have a graphic brandon if you like us <laughs> what you should do is hit that thumbs up button and subscribe yeah. There we go. There it is. All right, Brandon. What are we talk about next, Brandon? Should oh, talk uh, before. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Oh, I was saying uh, we we could kind of go backwards a little bit. 
with the WWE stuff, I just I guess I wanted to quickly hit on some of the NXT nonsense that happened because what do you did mean nonsense? What do you mean NXT <laughs> nonsense? NXT was well, like the best show this week. Well, first they moved it into that weird arena. Like what? What is that? What the Capital Wrestling Center. What is this? All right, let's educate you, Brandon. The Capital Wrestling Federation was the original, the 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 precursor to the World Wide Wrestling Federation. Uh, as it became uh, known. So Vince McMahon Sr. had the Capital Wrestling Federation. Okay? And uh, here's the thing. They basically did it as an homage. That is a big word for you, Brandon. An homage what, to what Vince McMahon Sr. But uh, I said that the Capital Wrestling Center was basically a bas- the bastard child of uh, the Thunderdome and Raw Underground. Is what it looked like. I liked it though. Like that being said, I'm making fun yeah. of it, but I liked it. Okay. Uh huh. Um, yeah, and, and Fernando says it perfectly. Of course, Brandon still hates NXT. Why does Brandon? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you like NXT? That is very true. Yeah, you know. Do you, you know view why? it like Cause... lesser? <laughs> it's a lesser product. I mean, it's, it's just not professional. You know. I mean, speaking speaking of, uh, I mean, raw underground. I mean, they were acting like it was raw underground there. They're looking at freaking Kyle O'Reilly. Freaking, what's his name? Finn uh, Balor? The, the demon Finn Balor? Just Can we talk about face? that? Like, I'm going to have doing? a hot take. I'm going to have a hot this? take on this one. Because I feel like a lot of people... Uh, why is Brandon a hater is the question. Yes, why is Brandon <laughs> a hater? Um, but here is... Here's my take on Finn Balor. And this is to tell you I'm a little, little old school. Uh, Chris Jericho actually said this. I think he ended up deleting the tweets. But I agree with him completely where he was talking about, you know, Finn Balor. I mean, he said it more in a heel way. But essentially, the uh, the gist of it was you got Finn Balor. You got Kyle O'Reilly. Everyone's saying, what a good match. What is this? All I saw out of that was injuries upon injuries because they were hitting <laughs> each other too hard. So my thing is, like, can we say it was a good match if they weren't as safe as they should have been? Because to me, a good match is like Bret Hart versus Stone Cold, where they like look like they killed each other, but they didn't. WrestleMania 13 is the match I'm talking about. They didn't kill each other. It was snug, as 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 they'd call it. So they worked, you know, they didn't work stiff, but they worked like you know they made contact, right. but they were still like high fiving after the match. This match, I'm a little bit like. I mean, they laid it in. Finn Balor, like, <laughs> broke his jaw in two places. Kyle O'Reilly got hurt. Like, I don't know if I necessarily would call this a good match. Like, it was a hard-hitting match. I liked it. But, like, I don't think that's a good direction to be going in. You know what I mean? Like, you can dial it back just a little bit and not actually get hurt. Like, you know, that's my thing. Because right. no, I don't... I, 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 yeah. I say it like this. Because they, they weren't freak accidents. It's one thing to have freak accidents when you get hurt, but this this was literally the result of like some hard hits is why they ended up getting hurt. Do you know what I mean? It's just my thing, man. I'd like to, uh, if you know, if Hamrick's still still in, in the chat, I'd like to ask him. Like, uh, Hamrick's not in like the chat he, anymore. He oh, uh, basically once once I stopped talking about Brandon, he left. <laughs> he left. Yeah. Well, if there's anybody that actually you know works like actual like wrestling matches and stuff, I would like to know like how do you like do you like people to be a little more stiff? Well, like, that's does that go, help? That's or what, do you that's want people what to I'm be? saying with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho basically said it wasn't like just a hard hitting. Like we basically implying like you shouldn't work like that, mm. and that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like I don't want to sound like a mark when I say it, but it's like you know I take a step back because like I think all all of us marks are like oh it's an amazing match. I'm trying to come from a perspective of like hey, 
it can look good, but you still got to dial it back enough because everybody's got to go home in one piece. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't give it all. I get, I get that, like, Kyle O'Reilly, it stepped Kyle O'Reilly up. So it did good in that sense, but it was like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm trying to think. There's like, you know, the rock. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe everyone's calling me a boomer in the chat. So maybe I'm being a, <laughs> maybe I'm being a boomer, you know? Being a okay. hater, bro. Boomer. These guys are out here. You know, they're putting I'm their bodies as as alive for you. I'm kidding. not as cute as her if you see that TikTok. But I'll try. And look, this is a good point right here. You know, there needs to be a middle point because leg slaps for super kicks and working between, uh, let me read that back. It's said a little bit wrong, but it's, there needs to be a middle point, a uh, middle ground, essentially between leg slaps for super kicks and working snug. I agree. That's kind of what I'm getting at is like, it can't look too fake where you're do setting up a damn Canadian destroyer like the young bucks, but it can't be so snug that people are breaking jaws. You know what I mean? But shit happens. At the end of the day, shit happens. And it was still a good match. And right. I think it's a match we'll be talking about for years. So, you know, the ends did justify the means there. I think Kylie, Kyle O'Reilly um, definitely got put in the upper echelon of NXT with that match. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk. Uh, another match was uh, Kushida and Velveteen oh. Dream. So I kind of want to talk about this one. Uh, Velveteen <laughs> Dream. It was funny to see, like, I felt like an old man. Like, I, do you want to talk about me feeling like a boomer? Like, I felt like a really old man when people didn't understand how Velveteen Dream was dressed. So when people, when he came out and his hair was like sprayed white and it was all like frizzy and weird and he had the white gloves with the radioactive symbol on and, and people were like, what the, what the, he looks like an idiot. What the hell is he dressed like that? I'm like, he's just like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. I'm like, because Kushida, Back to Fine, the Future, yeah. like... It was like a haha, just like Velveteen Dream. Again, I'm not going to talk about Velveteen Dream and what people are saying, you know, fire Velveteen Dream and all that. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> We're talking about the match. But like, I'm like, Velveteen Dream always does that. He always literally, like, always um, dresses like something to kind of irk his opponent or do something mm-hmm. related to that. So, yeah, he was dressed as Doc Brown. And, um, yeah, I thought it was, I thought that was cool. And then I, and then of course I went, and I'm, I'm not going to take credit for this. This is uh, Matt uh-huh. Ritter uh, from, oh my God, Smacking It Raw podcast. He actually mm-hmm. messages to me privately because he's like, I can't say this on Twitter. And then of course, you know, my ass, I'm like, I'll say it then. <laughs> <laughs> so he messaged me this joke and I, I, I changed it a little bit to make it a little bit more appropriate for Twitter. I will say that. But I said... <laughs> I said, of course he's dressed like Doc Brown. Didn't Doc Brown spend uh, two hours with a teenage boy on screen? Wow. <laughs> wow, Kenny. Of course, Velveteen Dream would want to dress like that. Oh, fuck, man. Can, can poor Velveteen Dream ever be a face again? Like, are people going to let the stuff slide? Or is this just going to stick I mean, with I mean, Lars Sullivan <laughs> came back on, uh, on yeah, SmackDown. So, uh, yeah. Like, Sullivan's back. He had a bunch of heat. It's one under the bridge now. How'd you like that uh, that return with Mr. Mark Sullivan, man? That's pretty big. Mark Sullivan is what you just said. Wow. <laughs> so now we have another one to add to the list. Mark Sullivan. Because as you, if, you don't, if you're not a fan of this podcast, if you haven't listened to the last 99 episodes of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, Brandon has a knack for messing up everybody's names. Shall we run them down, Brandon? Shall we run them down? <laughs> Mark Sullivan is what he just said. He calls him uh, Billy Murphy. There's Billy Murphy. Who else? Who else, Brandon? Yeah. Uh, Kairi Sane. Well, she's not even there anymore, Kairi Sane. But 
that was more of like Brandon trying to get an Asian pronunciation and, and failing but, miserably. Uh, he's got a lot more than that, and I can't remember. I can't remember them off the top of my head. Actually, wait. On my notes, I do have a list. Believe it or not, <laughs> Nia Jax, yeah, Io Shiri. Uh, there's Apollo Creed. Apollo yes. Creed. Um, Cedric the Alexander. I forgot about that one. <laughs> yes. Mandy Rhodes, as opposed to Rose. Uh, he can't say Lacey Evans' name, so he called her uh, Miss America. <laughs> <laughs> Diana Pizarro, Diana Pizarro, <laughs> and uh, he called that? Mike Kyoto Mike Shiota. So Brandon is definitely <laughs> now, the casual of What's the wrestling wrong with world. Mike That's close, right? Uh, Look at this name. Yeah, it's spelled. I like this comment. Dream is the modern Rick Rude. Yeah, he's kind of a cross between like Adrian Street, Rick Rude, and like Shawn Michaels. You know, something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and look at look at everybody in the chat. Uh, you're, you're impressing me, by the way, rattling off the names, <laughs> rattling off the names that Brandon mispronounces. And yeah, we all forgot that Lars Sullivan existed, right? So let's talk about Lars Sullivan. So he, obviously, he came back on the draft. Uh, he came back with a new song because obviously his old song is made by CFOs. Uh, but to uh -huh. me, like he looked too normal. If that makes sense, like before, I said that on the live stream uh, with Apron Bump when I was cheating on you. Uh, he. <laughs> He looks too normal. Like, he looked like a freak before, you know, when you had the Amish beard and the, like, traps and everything. Like, he looked a little bit more, for lack of a better term, human with the normal beard and a little bit less muscle mass. And it didn't fit his character. I'm not talking about this as a person. I'm not looking at Lars Sullivan saying, well, he looks too normal. You know what I mean? I'm saying that in terms of his character, if you called the freak, and everything he had before fit the attributes of a character named the freak. Uh, so I kind of felt like there was a lot of, you know, without going into personal life and all that shit, he said some racist and sexist things and then ends up in a gay porn video. But anyway, not even talking about that. It just in terms of wrestling characters, like it feels I feel like he lost momentum. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it just I don't know. But hey, I would love to be wrong. You know me. I don't mind being yeah. wrong. But yeah, it just just didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. This could be big time, man. You talk about another. I, I'm assuming he's going to be on SmackDown, right? So, I mean, we don't know. It, he he did come out oh, on yeah, SmackDown, yeah, but yeah. technically, we don't yeah. know because he. Uh, I heard rumors. Actually, no, they said it directly afterwards that he would be added into Monday Night's um, eligibility. Uh, so you know, okay. obviously, he could be drafted to SmackDown. But I think it's a. I think it's a no-brainer that he's going to go to SmackDown if they had him appear on SmackDown. Well, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? We could be wrong. Dude, could you imagine the, the big dog versus uh, Mark Lars Sullivan's not a baby That's face, though. Good. Roman's heel. So how's oh, he? Yeah. The, wow. Wow. Good job. He, Brandon's like know. missed wrestling in the last three months or something. You know what? Roman no, is I, not really a heel. I could see Lars Sullivan He's... versus Brock Lesnar on Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, I could, I could see that. I could see uh, Lars Sullivan versus Braun Strowman. I could see Lars Sullivan mm. versus The Fiend. The Fiend kind of tweens a little bit, so we don't know. You know, but um, yes, and yes, Diego's calling attention to the fact that somebody had posted a picture from said uh, adult picture, and Triple H <laughs> liked it. His Twitter handle liked it. Now, he's unliked it since then, but no. uh, there was a time period where Triple H liked this, this post of Lars Sullivan in an adult picture, and it just <laughs> went viral after that, because it's like, why would he like that, you know? 
You know, Triple H is a man of exquisite taste. That's why he would like it. Of course. I agree with, with H. So, Brandon, um, let's talk about the fact that Florida is allowed, allowed if they want, to have full capacity for events. Oh, um, yeah, baby. So, Florida, Florida can Georgia. have it, but WWE uh, probably won't. Uh, but as we saw, they did have some limited, a limited pocket of fans uh, in the Capitol Wrestling Center. I'm all for it. Uh, the way they did it was really responsible, where they kind of put the plexiglass, kind of like hockey style, you know, that, almost like the penalty box, if you will, and they had groups in there. Yeah. Um, I think that's really responsible. I think that's the way you do it. Um, they don't have the, uh, the, the advantage that AEW has with an outside venue. But, I mean, hey, we had a whole bunch of people in the Rose Garden. Trump still got everybody sick. But anyway. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So Get better, baby. Anyway. He's going to heal the world. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Look, I, I just want to say, no, you know, no. good on DeSantis. Look, all I'm saying is this, okay? So speaking of the presidential election, okay? Because Brand's going to get off into some nonsense. I'm not going to let him. So here, I, told, I tweeted everybody on Tuesday. And I said, I want you to do me a favor. Don't pay attention to the AEW rating and don't pay attention to the NXT rating. For the simple reason that what's going to happen this week is there's a vice presidential debate. And as we saw, about 50 million people watched that, okay? I thought nobody but cared about that. But of course, wrestling Twitter went crazy anyway. Nobody listened and said, you see, <laughs> NXT sucks, blah, 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 blah. And went off and it was like, no, guys, again. There was a freaking pre uh, vice presidential debate, the first and only one that's going to happen, and mm. you can't judge. I mean, it wasn't like the NBA Finals on, too. Uh, there was yeah, definitely did, some baseball yeah, games think, going on, yeah. too. So my point is, like, how can you judge NXT or AEW's rating off of some heavy, heavy competition, competition that normally wouldn't exist? Because once these... Uh, once the World Series happens, once the NBA Finals are done, and once the election's over, th these are not going to be, you know, this is not going to be competition. So, I'm just saying. So no need to, to panic button yet. This exactly. Just, it's but, like, it's but like, it does suck that because it was like Jericho's 30, and it was like, it was cool. They had all those guest spots on there and all right. that cool stuff, and it's like, oh, nobody watched it. <laughs> It's true. Jericho's Jericho's thirtieth was actually really really good. I liked it. Um, I thought AEW was the better show. If we're comparing, I do think it was the better show. I liked uh, the end with Chris Jericho and MJF. Um, but yeah, it was um, again. I just I just don't like everybody being negative. It, that's I think I was a little bit consumed by everybody being negative this week. So maybe it's just me. Brandon, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> Speaking of negative, how about the poor bloke? Oh, that no, NXT threw a high on getting his knee blown up. Oh, that <laughs> is, yes. So continuing our talk oh, about man, NXT. Again, again, I'm telling you this, and I said this on Twitter, and so let, let's talk. So for context, Ridge Holland was part of a major storyline. After the whole Finn balor Calorelli match, he comes out with Adam, shoulder on, uh, Adam Cole on his shoulder, throws him down. Uh, next episode, NXT basically says, you know, I didn't have a Mercedes-Benz, now I do. Uh, implying hmm. that somebody paid him to take out Adam Cole. Um, in his match, which uh, sucks because it almost didn't need to happen. They had this whole post-match beatdown that didn't necessarily need to happen. Yeah. And he posts, or I should say he bases for um, Oni Lorcan to jump on him. And unfortunately, he buckles and, and fibia, tibia, and just everything just shatters <sighs> on him. There's multiple, multiple leg injuries. Uh, Ridge Holland out had surgery i think the very next day and it was it's rough it is a rough thing well, first of all watch. it was it was rough to watch 
you never want to see an injury. But the main thing I told people, and going back to what I said on Twitter, I told people, I want you to understand that Ridge Holland was supposed to be a part of a major storyline going forward on NXT. So one, it sucks for him because he was he was getting this break, and it's like NXT UK star. Like I don't know if he's necessarily going to be slotted back in when he comes back. This might have been his first and only chance. You know, I'm not trying to be negative, but it's just the truth. Um, that being said, now we have a huge question mark for this storyline because the storyline is dropped. So do they insert somebody else and kind of try to try to help it? Or do they just scrap it? Because if they scrap it, which they probably have to do, now mm. you just have weeks upon weeks of NXT television where they're going to have to fill in the gaps of a storyline that was supposed to ha- happen here. And that's why I told people, I said, don't be surprised when the flow for NXT for the next couple of weeks is a little weird. Because they're going to have to hit the reset button on this and kind of you know make chicken, mm. sh- chicken salad out of chicken shit. So, again, now I'm telling everybody on Twitter right now, if you're watching this on Twitter... NXT is going to suck for the next couple of weeks in terms of the flow of the show because there is a huge storyline that's going to be missing from the show. So when you're sitting there telling me AEW is the shit and AEW is amazing and stuff like that and NXT sucks and here's the proof, understand that this wasn't supposed to happen like this. Mm-hmm. But nobody's going to uh, give that we, credit, right? Yeah. Do we know if uh, Finn might be out for a little bit or just... I mean, he's not relinquishing the title or something? So if he's not right, relinquishing right. the title, at the very least, he's doing, um, he's going to defend the title this month, I think is what they're implying, mm-hmm. but who knows? Right. You know, who knows? I mean, it's, um, I don't know. I, I was, I was really scared, actually. NXT, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I don't know what voodoo Tony Khan has done, but <laughs> NXT is just plagued with a plethora of injuries. And the best comment I got when I said that on Twitter, I said, Tony Khan and his voodoo, somebody said, uh, no, Trent's mom, Sue, and her voodoo, just like she did on Being the Elite. <laughs> you know, she's sitting there poking dolls of Finn Balor. Like, shit, man. Like, cause they can't, like, Rich, like, <laughs> Oni Lorca went for that spot and she just poked his leg, uh, Rich Holland's oh, doll. Man. And, uh, oh, man, it yeah. was, it's brutal to watch. Uh, brutal, brutal yeah. to watch. But, yeah, again, Fernando, exactly. We'll be patient about it. Please be patient as wrestling fans. Uh, Mason calling out the injuries. Disloc- dislocated, fractured his left ankle, <sighs> dislocated his right knee, and blew out his patella tendon. I didn't even realize it was on both legs. So the fact that he dislocated his right knee is in addition to this. I mean, that is that's killer, man. That's killer, and that is so unfortunate, man. That's more unfortunate than a blind date with Brandon. Could you can you imagine <laughs> hey, showing up on. and Brandon's the blind date? What? Oh man, you'd have a good time. All right, I'm a great blind date. Brandon's like, right. uh, yeah, I mean, pay for a hotel room if you want to go. Something, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying, bro. You're getting like five star service. I'm paying for rooms out here. And, and Diego says, uh, you know, he's trying to salvage a storyline. Have the guy who paid Ridge reveal himself. Yeah, they, they, it's probably a good thing to do. It's kind of just hot shot the angle. Have the guy come out and say, you know, I paid him all this money and then he couldn't even hack it. You know what I mean? I paid him all this money mm-hmm. and one week he gets taken out. I should have just done the job myself. So I think I think that's the the best way to go is is to whoever it was just kind of hot shot into into there and just kind of draw it out 
But here's the thing, when things get drawn out, a lot of people don't understand. Just like when Rey Mysterio got hurt in this storyline, so they had to draw out Dominic versus Seth Rollins. People are like, I'm sick of this storyline. It's not how it was supposed to go. Rey Mysterio was supposed to be a lot more heavily involved. They pretty much had to put Dominic in there to salvage it. But everybody's bitching about that storyline. And we're getting more of it on Friday Night SmackDown with all of them going there. <laughs> I like the storyline, so I don't mind. I just don't know why everyone's so negative on the storyline. I just want them all to fall in love. That's really what I want. I want everybody to fall in love, too. Rainbows and unicorns, just like this right That's here. Right. Ah, look, there's like a rainbow just keeps <laughs> hovering over Brandon, and it's wonderful. <sighs> oh, I did quickly want to ask uh, what you thought about the man Cody getting the title back. I liked it, I guess, on the anniversary show. I liked it. I really liked it. Um, I I actually don't mind Cody Rhodes as much as some people do. And, you know, the the uh, the accusations of him, you know, putting himself in the main event. He does a good job. You know, he does a good job as the everyman. Um, I like that. You know, it took a lot to beat Brody Lee because remember, he got squashed by Brody Lee, but it took a lot for him to get the W on Brody Lee. So I was okay with it. It was a really, really good hard-hitting match. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. That's a good hard-hitting match. Because you have a hard-hitting <laughs> match with a weapon, that, yeah. but nobody ends up with a freaking concussion <laughs> and two broken jaw in two places and a fractured dick and everything. Like You know what I mean? Like, shit. Like, that's the match. That's how you want a match to go. And then Cody Rhodes ends up with the title. Um, I'm excited to see where he goes from here because I think I think it's kind of obvious that what they did was write Cody Rhodes off a of television so he could go do like that TV show that he did for a little bit, and then he came mm. back. Um, so I just think it was a a really really good way to to do it personally. And if your stream is behind go. Diego, if your stream is behind, get out of the stream and come back in, buddy boy. You'll be fine. And then Mason says Kona Reeves with all his gambling money. First of all. Mesa, do me a favor. If you ever mention Kona Reeves on this podcast again, I'm blocking you. Okay? Second of all. All right. Don't mention the finest. Okay? You know what the finest ends in, Brandon? Ends in E-S-T. So something I didn't realize. Something I didn't realize. We've been doing. I didn't do it on purpose. Uh, just like how my child was created. But uh. <laughs> so, so anyway, the AST of WWE, uh, Bianca Belair, uh, something I didn't realize. I, you know, we all have those moments and hit me in the chat with your moment. Sometimes things are like obvious and you miss them completely. So they've been doing these promos, very Mr. Perfect-esque. You know how Mr. Perfect used to shoot the basketball behind him or throw the football to himself. They're basically doing that with Bianca Belair. And I was like, that's cool. You know, pay homage to Mr. Perfect and do those type of promos and things like that. Mm -hmm. But then it hit me completely. This is the part I didn't realize. She's literally the modern day Mr. Perfect. That part eluded Mm -hmm. me. Because what does the EST of WWE mean? She's the finest, the fastest of this. She's saying she's the best at what she does. Just like what Mr. Perfect did in the 80s and early 90s. I'm perfect. You're good, but I'm perfect. She's saying, you're fine, I'm the finest. You're, you know, the, you're fast, I'm the fastest. It's literally the modern day take of that gimmick. And it completely blew my mind when i realized it i'm sure other i'm sure everyone in the chats already realized it but i'm like literally it's the same character in a good way i mean obviously she's got her nuances mikey ruckus talks about having nuances so 
everybody talks about this, right? By the way, wrestlers talk about this. There are only like mm. six characters in professional wrestling, they say. It's just how you tweak it to yourself that makes it unique. Like you either have cocky heel, chicken shit heel, you know, strong baby face, chicken, you know, there's like little, little different mm-hmm. things. So her and Mr. Perfect are in the same category, but obviously she puts her flavor into it. She puts a little bit urban into it. You know, she gets her, her, uh, you know, her, her, uh, her flavor to that. I, I got, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> there, she gets a brain. My brain stopped right there. <laughs> I am not the finest, okay? I am the, I am the bleakest. <laughs> the, but That's yes. all right. No, she's great. Yeah. But, but absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to see what she does. And like I said, it's just, it just blew my mind because I was like, even, even I, like, here's the difference between me and other people. I can admit when I'm being stupid. Other people always want to seem on top. And they always want to seem like they have their shit together. You know how you seem strong is to be vulnerable. It's as simple as that. There's a little That's life right. lesson for you. All right. <laughs> and yes, Diego oh, saying, Diego saying, I already left and came back to the stream many times. And I think that just made it slower. I'm moving to the laptop. What I think you're confusing is it's uh, not really uh, that the stream is slow. It's that Brandon's brain doesn't connect things. So you think that they're like, there has to <laughs> yeah. be a delay somewhere. It's taking me, yeah. It, really, it just takes Brandon yeah. a while to process some information. That's what, that's, the problem that's what you think is going working, on yeah right but speaking of having problems <laughs> um alberto del rio is facing life in yeah. prison um horrible horrible the things Damn. that he did and i'm not even going to really mention them i think i've said them before but uh go read up on the case and and understand mm. that what he did is a very very sick thing and he's a very i mean we've heard all the stories about him and page and things like that and he's a very fucked up individual and it's sad because I was a big fan of Alberto Del Rio. I uh, thought he was amazing in the ring, had an amazing aristocratic kind of character. And then he just ruined his life. He might be in prison for the rest of his life. I know. It's nuts how, like, the sentencing you could get for the stuff that he's being charged with. It's yeah, but nuts. the stuff that he did, I mean, I, fuck it, I'll say it. I mean, he sexually assaulted a woman for, like, 48 hours? Not even, not even like, not to say that there's levels to sexual assault. You know what I mean? Sexual assault is like, once you do that, you're a fucked up individual. But it's like, it is a completely different dynamic when it's like, not only did you do this, but you pretty much held her captive for, for a couple days doing this. So it's like, it's like one of those things where just freaking put him in prison, call it a day. I'm, do not let a man like that in society again. He's fucked up. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. slow. Diego says slow est. Yes. Um, so speaking of, of slow and things not happening pretty fast and having to fix that. So Warner Media, parent company of um, TNT, is reducing their cost by 20%. So they're reducing their cost by 20%. How is this going to affect AEW? Does this mean that they pull uh, their second show? Does this mean that something's going to happen? Oh. The point is, you know, if they fire people, you know, to reduce their staff by 20%, Who's to who's to say that the executives that are going to bat for AEW are not some of the people they like get let go? Because if you don't um, have some people in that boardroom speaking out for you, might be a bad thing for AEW. So I want you all to pay attention to that because um, might not necessarily be a good thing for AEW. But hey, cross my fingers. Hopefully, it is not a yeah. bad thing for AEW. 
Okay. Yeah, everybody seems to be saying that AEW is, is doing well as far as the numbers or the network is, is liking it so far. So you and, and money that. is king. But money is yeah. king, right? If they're making right. money yeah. and they're doing, they're successful for for TNT. Uh, I don't think they'll get the plug pulled on. I'm not necessarily worried about like the plug being pulled necessarily. I'm I'm worried about yeah. like them getting budget cuts or them saying like, "Hey, we can't give you X amount or do things or do you know things like that." So how it could affect the future? All right. What's this nonsense with uh, Seth Rollins not wanting to fight Matt Riddle? That means he definitely will fight Matt Riddle. Actually, right? That uh, that ne- not necessarily. So uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, Matt Riddle has actually, his wife, uh, has actually body shamed Becky Lynch in the past. So there is, there, there, I'll say it like this. Two years ago, Seth Rollins made some comments about Matt Riddle and basically said, you know, I want to fight Matt Riddle. He's a young up and coming star. He's got promise. And he said all these good things. They asked him the same question in 2020. And he goes, I don't even care if Matt Riddle stays on SmackDown. As far as I'm concerned, he can get his ass to Monday Night Raw. And I don't care about Matt Riddle. So it's like. Mm, that sounded a little bit like very shoot comment, right. you know, where he's oh, like, no. so, you know, whether it's because uh, it could be, you know, he cheated on his wife, you know, he's he might be the, the facing a lawsuit from I think her name is Candy Cartwright, things like that. He might. Right. There, so there might be a lawsuit involved. Seems like Seth Rollins doesn't like Matt Riddle on a personal level, but we can just we're I'm speculating. Um. But that's what makes for the best angles, man. Because there's like some real heat there. I guess and you get these two together, yeah. I guess. I guess. But then you know, it, it's just like uh, it's if Seth Ra- Seth Rollins is a big enough star that if if he says he doesn't want a feud with somebody, he probably right. He can probably get out. He probably yeah. get that done. <laughs> you know. But uh, I think bring out the shovel, Brandon. I think we, unless you want to talk about something else, I think we should get to our main event. Um, yes, sir. And before we get to our main event, um, Brandon, do you, I think, do, well, first of all, do you have anything to talk about before I do this? Uh, as far as like shaving my uh, testes or anything like that? No. <laughs> is that, is that unbelievable? Really, Brandon? Brandon, talk about something. Yeah. Let me get this prepared for us. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely shave yourself uh, before you get ready for a date. I mean, why not? You never know what's going to happen. Things go well. Talk about wrestling, yeah. for the love of God. Oh, wrestling. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, we can talk about wrestling. Um, Brandon's not good at, was, like, oh. Brandon, Brandon's really not good at the segue. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, the only time he's good at the segue is when I have it written for him to segue. But anyway, Brandon, uh, before we talk, uh, let's talk about the New Day, is what we're going to talk about last. And the That's inevitable right. split up, as it happened in the WWE draft. But before we do that, uh, actually, Diego wants to talk about Ember Moon. Uh, I think we'd be remiss oh, to yes. not talk about Ember Moon. That is actually a very good topic. Um, it was speculated, um, you know, who was going to be the person showing up at NXT TakeOver and who's coming out. And everybody was saying Bo Dallas and this and that. <laughs> and it, Brandon said it was Elias, so I knew it definitely wasn't it Elias. Was a lock, baby. Uh, lock. But it basically was said that it was someone that was a former champion. So as soon as you start, you know, adding that up, it's either Bo Dallas, Bobby Roode, or Ember Moon. Didn't fit Bo Dallas because I can't see Bo Dallas doing that type of character. Bobby Roode came back on Monday Night Raw only fit one person so to me it was a stone cold lock that it was going to be ember moon not brandon's stone cold lock but like the actual (laughs) stone cold locks that are you know can that make sense so sure enough 
shows up on a motorcycle, out comes Ember Moon. Let's talk about the fact that NXT women, the NXT women division is the most stacked women's division mm. in WWE, in, in wrestling. In wrestling, Tony Storm shows up talking to Io Shirai, then Ember Moon shows up. Holy crap, you have so many good names in the NXT women's division. I don't think anybody, because you know I'm not biased, but I don't think if you're comparing AEW's women's division to NXT women's division, NXT hands down. Hands down. And we're getting back to the we're getting back to where NXT used to be. They used to be always with the best women's division. What about what? I was gonna say, what did you think? What do you think about their division versus uh, TNA? Well, TNA, TNA, I think doesn't get enough credit for revitalizing uh, women's wrestling. You know, we right. talk about the women's evolution, the women's revolution, or divas revolution, whatever the hell they've they've called it multiple <laughs> names. Uh, divas yeah. revolution, the women's evolution. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think TNA gets enough credit for the fact that. While WWE had, you know, women in a role of like shaking their ass and doing diva searches that they were putting on matches like, you know, they had, was it Gail Kim and Taryn Terrell and stuff like that? Oh my God. Like amazing matches, amazing, amazing matches. You know, you had Tara there, the former Victoria, like they were, they were on fire, the beautiful people and countless others. And they don't get enough credit for revitalizing um, modern women's wrestling. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. Um, because they didn't treat, you know, they didn't treat them like bikini models. They treated them like wrestlers. And then WWE followed suit circa 2016. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, I've always known NXT's women's roster to be their standout, um, division. You know what I mean? So I'm glad it's getting to that point again. I like that Tony, I like their, that they're, they have the influx of some NXT UK people. Rich Holland, unfortunately went down mm-hmm. with an injury, but they put him in there. Tony Storm's come into the States. You know, obviously I'm sure they had plans for her before, but obviously COVID kind of nixed that. Um, right. But it's almost like you almost want to see the title off of Io Shirai because there's the women's division is so stacked that you're like, you could give it to anybody, give it to anybody. And it would I'm still a little, be good. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of miss uh, Ember Moon's outfit that she had uh, when she was on the main roster, though, compared to the one that she came out with now. I, I don't know if this is going to be a permanent thing or not. but No, it's definitely a permanent thing. It's a character change. But the thing, is, the thing with her is, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you can have the awesome character. You can have the most amazing thing. But when you get kind of lost in the shuffle, whether it's on the main roster or wherever, and you need to make a change, you need to be willing to do mm. it. Um, because as far as I'm concerned, you know, we might be looking back in a couple months and going, oh, this, I like this Ember Moon better. Know, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, Fair you got to be willing yeah. to make the changes. Uh, Ember Moon was going to, if she had come back in her, just the way she was, she would have been lost in the shuffle. But she's definitely, <laughs> make, you know, she's definitely finding her place again. Got a new theme song, which sucks because uh, <laughs> I liked her old theme song a lot, but mm. I pretty much knew it. And this, this wrestling Twitter is so funny, by the way, because I posted it on, on Twitter. I said, oh man, like, is Ember Moon going to get a new theme song? And they're like, well, is her theme made by the CFOs? I'm like, that's pretty much why I'm asking. Because the CFOs made her old song. And then they said, see, she got a new song because her old song was made by the CFOs. And I was like, that's what I was saying. Like, how am I, like, the way Mm. people's attitudes are like, see, I told you. I'm like, that's why I asked the question the way I did. (laughs) Like, but if you have to be right, be right, please. For love of God. That's just one instance, but, um, but yeah, it was just like, um, yeah, I missed that song. I missed that song. But her new song's all right. It's all right. 
But let's talk about the New Day, Brandon. We're going to go into the main event, but before we do, Brandon sent me this video beforehand, <laughs> and then we'll go into our main event. Getting ready for a date, now I'm in the zone. But I had to clean up quick before I hit the road. Normal clippers mess me up. Nixon cuts were just too much. Now I'm bleeding everywhere. They're itching on me too. Every sleepless night. Got too much hair down there. I need to mow it down. Gotta stay clean to bear, but there's a better way. And now I can shave these things. This much I know is true. Use Manscaped to shave your pubes, and you'll be silky smooth. Thank you for that, Brandon. What a beautiful, beautiful song. You know, but <laughs> Yeah. I just want the best for everyone, you know? So, Brandon, let's get into it. Um, let's get into this. Let's get into our main event. Um, let's get into the, the New Day. The New Day splitting up. Now, a lot of people, I guess, were harping on this one. A lot of people were harping on the term being split up. And a lot of people were talking about... So, let's recap what happened on the draft. Uh, basically, Biggie Biggie had his match with Sheamus, an amazing match with Sheamus, first of all, and then Biggie or Biggie Kofi and Xavier Woods come back and they're challenging Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura for the SmackDown Tag Titles. Now, really feel good moment, you know, the New Day is back together, and WWE took it away from us right afterwards. So they win the freaking tag team titles, and I'm like, oh my god, they won the tag team titles. And then Stephanie Mann hits the stage and says, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston to Monday Night Raw, and then Big E to SmackDown. And I knew mm. that would happen as soon as they were still in the ring when she came out. I'm like, oh my god, they're going to split up the New Day, and sure enough, they did. Now, you got your Ryan Satins, your Sean Ross Saps, and saying this made no sense. A lot of people going mm. on, basically saying... Why would they not be drafted as an entire unit? So, Brandon, I like yeah. to explain things in kayfabe, but let me see if you can make some sense of this. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think it makes any sense? Oh, I, well, I don't know if I can explain it in wrestling terms. It makes sense, but I will say it makes sense to there, there, there's always been a long period of time when you know the other two members of New Day were off TV, and it was just sort of Biggie there by himself. So now he gets the chance to you know shine on his own anyway. Right. And you give him his own spot on the show. So I, I think you know at some point it had to happen. Right. Anyway, at least this way you know everybody can still sort of be friends. They didn't have like any sort of turn or, or situation like that. So you're okay with that? You're okay with the fact with they that. didn't turn? Yeah, if it had happened sooner, maybe, but, you know, it, it didn't. So I'm, I'm okay with the way they did it now. Okay. So, first of all, to speaking, speaking about that, a lot of people actually were... It's funny how people have been asking for the New Day to break up. And then when they gave it to us, 
of course, a lot of people were like, well, they could have made a whole storyline out of this. How come they did it like this? And it was like, well, you see, you can't be happy either way. So it's like, what did you want? You wanted Biggie to turn? Like, no, they want they want to keep everybody babyface. And then also, who's to say that Biggie's not going to turn? Because they are doing one final celebration, the New Day's uh, the New Day's farewell party on SmackDown. Who's to say Biggie doesn't turn then? It's true. I'm just saying that things can happen, and a lot of people are again commenting before they know. But that being said, um, what yeah. I want to talk about is, again, Sean Ross Sapp and um, Ryan Satin and all these people saying that they don't understand it in kayfabe. So I tried to explain it in kayfabe, and l- let me know in the comments if you feel okay. that this is a good kayfabe explanation. As far as I'm concerned, Big E, uh, sorry, not Big E, Kofi and Xavier Woods were not available to be drafted because they were on the disabled list. Both of them. Big E was eligible to be drafted. Dare I say what happened was Monday Night Raw said, we draft the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And SmackDown said, we draft Big E. By Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston winning the SmackDown Tag Team titles, they completely changed the trajectory of the draft. Because Raw mm. saying that we wanted the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, it would have been Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, but because they won that match that night, the champions had to go over to Monday Night Raw, and Big E had been chosen. So I feel like if you explain that in kayfabe, that Big E was available to be drafted, and that Xavier and Kofi wasn't until they won the Tag Team titles, then it would make a lot more sense. Because then it's like, look, we weren't trying to split the New Day. It just kind of happened. And then Big E can feel some type of way to be like, if y'all had just stayed in the back and y'all didn't come back with this fanfare, we'd still be together. Mm. And then be like, what's going on, E? Like, we didn't mean for this to happen. You know, and then it could cause some dissension there, which could ultimately lead to Big E turning on them. So you, you, there's just layers here, and I personally think like they can salvage this. However, if it does not go like if they just let it go unexplained, then we have a problem because then it becomes mm-hmm. like why didn't you draft the entire new day group together? But then right. you also can say you know the rules were they are they can draft who they want, as in they can take just members of a team, and they're like, well, we wanted the, the tag team champions. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But that's just my kayfabe explanation for it. I'm like, you know what? That would... Because it would, it would mean, like, you know, it would make Biggie's mind turn to be like... Right. My boys, like, had, I, if y'all had just not come back this week, we'd still be together. It's my thing. Of course, but let's talk about yeah. this, too. And... Someone in the chat did this too. I'm not going to mention it. If he wants to out himself, he can do it. But I saw a lot of people online harping on the term New Day split up. They were saying, Mm. the New Day hasn't split up. They're still going to have the gimmicks, but they're just going to be on separate shows. And I was like, exactly. They're going to be on separate shows. So how can you say, how can you argue the term split up? People are, are, are harping on this term because they deem splitting up as to mean they turned on each other and they went away. 
And people were tweeting about this. Oh, well, the New Day didn't split up. They're still going to use the same songs. It's just, first of all, you don't know that. Because there's still one final segment with the New Day, so they can turn on each other. And two, gonna happen, yeah. even if they retain the gimmicks and they go on different shows, they are split up. You could say they're separated, I guess. But now you're just harping on a term for no reason. As far as I'm concerned, the New Day are not together. I said it, I said it to people in, right now. I said it's like all the fans of our uh, Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast were on a chat. If I split that chat into two and I said Brandon's managing one, Kenny's managing the other ones. First of all, the Brandon one's going to fail, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but how can you say that we're not split? Because if there's only if you're only in one chat and you're not in the other, we're not, we're going to have different forms of communication. We're going to ha- we're literally not going to be talking to each other. The storylines are going to be completely different for Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston and Big E. But people are like, yeah, that's what we're saying. That Big E, or sorry, that Kofi and uh, I keep saying Big E and Kofi, but Kofi and Xavier are going to still be the new day. And it's like, yeah, we're all saying that too. But they're separate. The new day is three people. And now one of their members is gone. That is what we are saying. But wrestling Twitter just wants to be mad about something and harp on this term so hit me up in the comments down below do you believe that the new day is split up because make me make sense of this because as far as i'm concerned people are just being stupid for no reason how do you feel about that brandon (laughs) i don't i didn't i didn't realize people were that caught up in, in the aspect of it, I didn't realize that was such a point of contention uh, as far as them being split up. Uh, like you said, something can happen between now and then where there is some sort of turn to you know separate them out even more. Uh, they're on separate shows. I'm not sure if they're going to have some weird thing where they have the tag champs you know sort of bounce around on each show. I mean, they could do that as part of sort of hey, storyline. There you go. Thing. Hey, perfect. You, yeah. you, just, you just hit the nail on the head there. How do you know that they're not combining the Raw and SmackDown titles? Tag titles. That's another dynamic. We don't know. They have the SmackDown tag team titles and they're going to Raw. Are they going to switch the titles with the Street Profits? I don't think it's... I think it's inevitable that the Street Profits are going to SmackDown. For the simple reason that Bianca Mm. Belair... You know, WWE has initiative to not split up real couples. And uh, the Street Profits are on Raw right now. And Bianca Belair is on SmackDown. Montez Ford and Bianca Belair, a real-life couple, put them together on the same show. I think it's inevitable that, you know... The Raw tag ta- champs yeah. are coming to SmackDown, and I guess at that point, do they just switch titles? Belts over. Uh, well, I do want to say though. I mean, you know, things are what they are right now. You yeah. know, wh- what are we thinking about Big E as a singles competitor? I mean, I think he had a good match to start off with with uh, Sheamus. You know, to sort of show what he can do here. They had a hard hitting match. I don't. I don't know if anybody got really injured or not. <laughs> no, but there's a perfect example. Like, what a good yeah. match, and yet they were fine. You know what I mean? Like that, that exactly what I'm getting at is like, you know, that, that, that spot with the trunk where Seamus kicks down the trunk. It was, it was perfect. But anyway, um, going back into it, I, I think this really gives Biggie a chance to shine because we're getting into that rumble season and WrestleMania season. I want to see him challenge for the title. And I would love mm. to see Biggie versus Roman Reigns. Now the rumor is, and it's all but confirmed that WrestleMania is coming back to Tampa because they, well, I shouldn't say coming back because they never were in Tampa. They're supposed to be in Tampa for WrestleMania 36, but now uh, LA is not going to do WrestleMania is again, the rumor. 